son. Where'd you find this? You are now listening to Podcast 42, the world's most popular, inaccurate, and sometimes squirrel-dry telling of pop culture history. Ooh, Lagunitas. You want to try saying the name? Citrusinesis. Citrusinesis. That's, that's what I think. Of. Like, like, like Genesis, but Citrus Sinus. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, it's time for Podcast 42. Woo! I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Nicole Fasone. I'm JL Tros. Citrus Sinuses. <laughs> well, that's a great <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You sound hey. like an evil villain. <laughs> I can fact your navel, can <laughs> Maybe that's his last name. Faraz Citronisus. <laughs> Well, that's the name of the beer that JL brought this week. Yes, it's the Beer of Confusion. Mm, From Lagunitas. Lagunitas. Wow, we really opened up that cooler quick. (laughs) (laughs) We shouldn't even do the opening sound. It should just be the beer cooler sound. (laughs) Oh, no, we're in contract with Cremo. We have to do the opening. No, no, no. I'm saying instead of our opening sound song, we could just start. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you drink. It's cooler than you drink, yeah. It's a limited release. I should have really read this before I bought it. It's a pale ale, all uh, ale brewed with natural blood orange juice. And it says, you have a blue guitar. You do not play things as they are. The man replied, things as they are are changed upon the blue guitar. What's it got to do with the beer? 707-769-4495. I want to call that. It's like a game. It's like a game from uh, Saw. Really? Do you want to play a game? Yes. It says, life is uncertain. Do not sip. I don't know. I had to get Lagunitas, though. They started the IPA revolution for me. Really? Yeah, Lagunitas IPA was the first one I ever had. You know what my first IPA was? Dogfish Head. No. Highlight? (laughs) Highlight. Stuck with them ever since. You know what my first IPA was? The first one I ever brought you? Yes, that's right. (laughs) Which, Which one was that? I don't know, back in like episode um, one or yeah. two. Yeah, it was uh, the Motorworks one, um, the Indie IPA or whatever like that. I just remember him saying that he couldn't do a beer that he had to chew. Yes, and I remember <laughs> that beer because it was not a good IPA. I think the highest rating it got was a three, and you did have to chew it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I still use that line with every IPA. He does, and only some of them work now because IPAs you don't have to chew all the time. No. Not all the time. They're getting better. The more you drink, the more you know. All right, well, this week we're talking about <laughs> pop culture urban legends. I love that movie. I think it's a very underrated Joshua Jackson movie. There was a movie? Yeah, Urban Legends. Yeah. Who's Joshua Jackson? Um, Pacey from Dawson's Creek. And um, Charlie. Charlie from The Mighty Ducks. Okay. I've seen neither one of those. 
Ditto. How have you never seen The Mighty Ducks? And he was in that TV it's series, The Fringe. Movie. That came, that's a Disney movie, and you're a Dis nerd, so I expect you to see these. <laughs> yeah, but it was a sports movie. It was more uh, that. Yeah, like, it's I it's never... a better sports movie than Caddyshack. Uh, do you want me uh, to? No. Guys, do you want to get into this? I never saw any of the Airbud movies. That's I okay. never you only saw Airbud. Yeah, that's fine. Why are we talking about Airbud right now? That's not because even the same league. We should have talked about Airbud. I never last saw week, Space. Yeah, I never yeah, saw Space Jam. <laughs> I never saw Space Jam. Like I've never saw a lot of sports <laughs> movies. What you that? said you never saw Space Jam. Um, yes. Faraz, you're supposed to drink the beer, not I snort was, the I beer. Died. <laughs> well, maybe we can do an episode on on sports movies. Ooh. And you can do Kids. some research. Yes. Yeah, that would be great. Because then you can do your homework. Totally. But right now, it's pop quiz <laughs> time for pop culture, urban legends. So get out your pens and paper. I was really hoping for Nicole to do the homework song. Did Whoa. you do your homework? Then say, I did my homework. I did my homework. I take a pop quiz. <laughs> this pop quiz is called, When Cannibals Ate a Missionary, They Got a Taste of Religion. <laughs> Or the butcher backed into the meat grinder and got a little behind in his work. <laughs> he backed in. He got behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are all based on Good pop job, culture, Chris. and that's urban how legends. they came up with ground chuck. <laughs> These are five general knowledge facts on urban legends in order of the easiest to the hardest to test your knowledge. Score one point for each correct answer. Easiest one. Question one. Prior to the internet, how were urban legends spread around? Prior to the internet, how did people spread urban legends around the town? Same way STDs were spread? Yeah. That should be your answer. You're supposed to write it down. That's right. (laughs) Unless you knew the answer and you still wanted your point. So maybe. Question two. Scientifically speaking, why do scientists believe urban legends exist? Scientifically speaking? Yes. (laughs) Why do scientists think that these things exist? Why are we so fascinated with the urban legends, the scientists are studying us all the time. Faraz always makes me uncomfortable when he stares Wait a minute, at me. Wait what's the question again? According to scientists, why do they believe urban legends exist? Which scientists are saying this, though? Like, uh, Bill, all of them. Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill Nye? Yeah. Commented on this? Yes. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson also talked about it, too. And all those uh, dentists, Let's the see, 9 out of 10 that prefer Trident Gum. Is this, like, not out of their field, though? They all study. Oh, do you know too. what movie we watched recently? Ancient we watched, Aliens? No, we watched, um, what was it? The the Theory of Everything, the one about Stephen Hawking. It was very good. Okay. Never yeah. heard of it. How many of those are you going to open? Enough. <laughs> is that your second one already? No. Why are you judging me? Um, this is a judgment-free zone, but I am judging. Because of- Drunk Faraz episodes tend to, to <laughs> be hard go to into edit. places that... <laughs> I have to compensate for not being well. Okay. Um, then you should be compensating all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, question number three. What type of expert studies urban legends? What type of expert studies urban legends? Apparently Bill Nye, mm-hmm. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> but what, Write them down. What is their Don't title? Don't tell us your answers. What is their title? Not who They're they theoretical are. Theoretical physicists. Right. Write that down. Spell it correctly. Spelling counts. <laughs> but that doesn't make any sense because that's out of their field of study, which is what my comment. He's only was had about. two sips of his beer. Wow. I'm at least coming up with a fake title for their name. No, thank you. I have a really good answer, and I hope it's right. Question four: What is the most popular urban legend of all time about? The most popular urban legend of all time. What is it about? Um, and are we talking worldwide? Worldwide. It's not about. Faraz. Assassin's Creed? Or Assassin's Creed. Write it down. Or Star Wars. 
And question five, what year did the phrase urban legend first became popular? What year? What year? Did the phrase... Baraz, what year were you born? (laughs) (laughs) Now I don't know if that's the answer. (laughs) Could be. Oh, crap. All right, pencils down. No, I'm going to go with that. I'm just going to do it. You can keep writing. All right, question one. Prior to the internet, how were urban legends spread around? Faraz? Word of mouth. JL? I have the gossip papers, the trash mags. Nicole? Word of mouth. The answer is word of mouth. Oh, come on. Weekly World News was phenomenal. STDs can also be spread through the mouth. I would never have known about (laughs) Bat Boy or any of those things if it wasn't for Weekly World News. That was the greatest paper ever. It was phenomenal. Scientifically speaking, why do scientists believe urban legends exist? Nicole? I said because there's always a fraction of truth, hence the telephone theory. What's the telephone theory? Because... You have the story and what actually happened, and then as it gets retold, a little bit of it changes every time. So they exist because there's always a fraction of truth, but as it gets told over and over, it becomes more and more diluted. And that's how it becomes a legend because there was always a little bit that was true at some point. This is the longest, most true. I want a hot toddy. Because it's an urban legend. Your answer is an urban legend, and I still don't believe it. <laughs> What's to be your true. answer? Natural curiosity. Uh, Faraz? To explain societal fears. Faraz, you're the. Yep. Yeah, Faraz, you got it. Uh, they offer insight into our fears. Oh. No telephones involved. I said telephone theory. I know. Yeah. Question three What type of expert studies urban legends, JL? Herbatologist. <laughs> That's U R B atologist. Nicole? Pirates. 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 They seem to tell a lot of urban legends. They do. Uh, Faraz? Social scientists. Folklorists. Folklorists. Ooh, I like that. That's a good one. Ooh. Study urban legends. I thought pirates was a decent answer, though. If yeah, the pirate is a folklorist, the then that would have been correct. Because they, they, they tell a lot of urban legends. Yes, yeah, some pirates are folklorists, but not all folklorists are pirates. Or folklorists social scientists. I don't know, but None if of not, folklorists is a great name for a band. That is a good name for a band. What is the most popular urban legend of all time about Faraz? I have the Illuminati. Oh, that's a good one. The Loch Ness Monster. Oh, that's a good one, too. Nicole? I said the Headless Horseman. All good answers, but being buried alive. What? What's that oh, urban legend? okay. Where you're buried alive. That's not an where urban legend. Where they pronounce legend. you dead, yes. but yeah. in re- it's essentially zombies and all that. Like, you know, like, that's where zombies came about from. It's, um. well, yeah, kind of. You're you're buried alive. You, you, uh are pronounced dead, but you're not dead. And then when you wake up, you're in a coffin. Um, It was actually so prevalent at one time that they had bells that would be installed in the coffin. Like it would run up through the ground and you could ring the bell if you're accidentally buried alive. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so crazy. You know, did anybody watch uh, the most recent... Siri, uh, season of American Horror Story. No, I think you yes. watched it, right? Yeah. yeah, it was good. I th- I liked it. Do you remember that when they they don't locked... don't spoil it for me? I might watch it. You're not gonna watch it. Probably. They not. locked the couple in side by side coffins. Yes, that was so scary. That's kind of like the, that's kind of like the premise of being buried so alive. Scary. But then you're under yeah. the ground. You yeah. can't do anything about it. Yeah. Well, they couldn't do anything about it. A lot it. of legends is you pop. You, you know, they for some reason they have to undig the, up the coffin and on the coffin lid it's there's scratch marks all over the coffin and yeah I'm, yeah this Uma punched her way out yeah i saw that one <laughs> what was that from two. supergirl kill bill, volume kill bill volume oh yeah yeah, yeah. two it was a fl- two, yeah it was yeah, the beginning was, of yeah. volume two all right final volume question one ended with her being buried 
I forgot all about that. What year did the phrase urban legend first became popular? JL. 1984. Faraz. I have 1983. Nicole. 1900. Faraz, what year were you born? Same year Return of the Jedi was released. 1983. JL got it. Correct answer is 1968. Wow. We were. So I was the closest without going over, technically. Uh, Prices Right rules are not in effect on this. <laughs> that was not established before the game started. It should always be established when there's a numerical. Ooh, sorry. Within be... five years. It's like calling shotgun Fine. and all that. You have to call shotgun like no. Jail and I were like 20 years off. Yeah. Yes. We were, Which we were... is more than five. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Yay. According to Wikipedia, an urban legend is a contemporary tale of modern folklore. 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 I go to Blah. Wikipedia folklore. for everything. Blah. Are, are they hungry tales? Blah. Blah. <laughs> Been buried alive and now I'm a vampire. (laughs) It unusually consists. It didn't sound like a vampire at all, did it? (laughs) No. And it unusually consists. (laughs) Chris, get it together. I can't. This beer is driving me crazy. What do vampires sound like these days? Sparkly teens? They sound like uh, every the people from True Blood, Louisianians. I don't like that. Their little clicky noise for their teeth in True Blood. When their fangs come out, they make that click noise. Oh, I didn't notice. I, I hate it. It throws me off from the show. Why? Because why do the vampires make a clicking noise? Because it's yeah. like they're putting in their fake teeth. They might be fake teeth. Maybe they're Ugh. popping out their fake teeth. Yes. Or they're popping out their real fangs. Maybe it was <sighs> quick edits <laughs> for when they had to glue the teeth on for the scene. <laughs> it usually consists of fictional stories often presented as true with macabre or humorous elements rooted in, in the local or national popular culture. These legends can be used for entertainment purposes as well as semi-serious explanations for random events, such as when a vampire's teeth make a clicking noise when they come out. That's an urban legend. I thought it was true. Blood. That's how you can tell when there's a vampire (laughs) if you're a clicking noise. Such as disappearances and strange objects. Urban legends are spread by any media, including newspapers, email, and social media. Some urban legends have passed through the years with only minor changes to suit regional variations. More recent legends tend to reflect modern circumstances, like the story of people being ambushed and anesthetized who then wake up without a kidney. The kidney was supposedly surgically removed for transplantation. That Mm. happened to me four times. Do you remember, like, back in the day when everybody just emailed each other? <laughs> yes. Why are, you, why are you chuckling, Chris? Because I think you're the only one who got it <laughs> at no, first. No, I got it. Okay. I just love how she just co- totally segued into what she was thinking right there. Because I was like, thinking about something. Okay, go ahead. Tell. Not his four kidneys? No. When everybody used to... <laughs> Everybody used to send emails, and there were the forward emails, like, if you don't send this to five people, then you're going to have bad luck, or this evil creature is going to come after you. You sent me the same thing on Facebook earlier today. I did not. Yeah, if I don't send this to five people, I'm going to have bad luck for the next year. I did not. Urban legends are an important part of popular culture, experts say, offering insight into our fears and the state of society. Hmm, that's brand new information. They also tend to be just plain fun. Discovering the truth behind urban legends, however, isn't as important as the lessons they give. Urban legends aren't easily verifiable and, before the internet age, were passed by on word of mouth. 
some of the de- uh, some of oh, them. The answer was right on my sheet the entire time. Two was, of them, yeah. right there, offering Stupid. insight to our fears. An open book test. <laughs> <laughs> some of them deal with the trope of it happened to a friend of a friend, which makes discovering the original source of the story virtually impossible. Jan Harold Brunvan. Oh, uh, good. That was good. I would have gone with the John. Vanishing Hitchhiker, <laughs> American Urban Legends, and their meeting says, "Do I really have to say it?" Quotes. It's up to you. Okay, good. It's your part. Good. Quote. The lack of verification in no way diminishes the appeal that urban legends have for us. We enjoy them merely as stories and tend to at least half believe them as possibly accurate reports. Unquote. The Vanishing Hitchhiker is a famous urban legend in which people traveling by vehicle meet with or are accompanied by a hitchhiker who subsequently vanishes without explanation, often from a moving vehicle. Tuck and roll. Tuck and roll. <laughs> Most urban legends tend to offer a moral lesson. Although the lessons don't necessarily have to be of the deep meaning of life variety. Urban legends are also good indicators of what's going on in a society. By looking at what's implied in a story, we get insight into the fears of a specific demographic. Wow, I'm talking weird. Some legends stick around for decades. You're actually talking like you always talk. Oh, am I only hearing it now? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Some legends stick around for decades, while others fizzle out depending on their contemporary relevance. Some urban legends are about life lessons and conspiracy theories, while the scariest and most plausible ones are often funny tales. You are kind of talking weird. <laughs> slow down a little bit. That might help. Breathe, okay. yeah, just, just Breathe. Slow, slow this one down. Slow down a little bit. Those stories. <laughs> tend Too Shatner-ish. No, no. Speed it up. To no. spread like wildfire thanks to the internet, but they have been part of human culture for as long as there have been humans. Good job. Yes. <laughs> Shatner would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> Many thought the age of widespread literacy, rapid mass communications, and travel would... Page Pause. two. Well, breaking this script up, I, I, I have me broken up on every page turn. Is it just you? I think it's just me. That is awesome. Many dis- uh I forgot what the last word was. Uh, I have to say, I am impressed with your double-sided would, printing. Would. That's not me. Rapid mass communications and travel would diminish the urban legend. Yes. However. The internet seems to have increased the many weird, fascinating, but unverified rumors that flood our social media feeds, such as killers and madmen on the loose, shocking or amusing personal experiences, unsafe manufactured products, and so Damn. on and so on. Here is some of the uh, here are a few of the most popular pop culture legends. Wait, is IKEA one of these? IKEA? Unsafe manufactured products. That's why you have to build everything. I, that way it's not unsafe. The only way it's unsafe is is if you don't follow the instructions. But even with then, they still fall apart. It's all over the news. Well, Obviously, they, they had all those lawsuits right and everything. Way. But they're not following little fat guy's instructions. There's two fat guys on every Ikea that tell you what to do. Oh. And I, did they don't, know, I did not know that. They don't wear belts. No. Obviously, you're not looking at the second fat guy. I had a bed from Ikea once, and that fell apart. Did you follow the fat guy's instructions? Yes. Yes, we even asked them if... So, wait a minute. I should you talk slats. to the fat guys? Yeah, and I asked them, should there be slats in here? Because it looks like there should be slats. I'm like, no, you don't need slats. Sure enough, that bed fell apart and almost killed my cat. Did the fat guys answer you? That's my question. I was very upset. Yeah, they answered. They said there's no slats necessary. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Yeah. They wow. answered. Did they not answer you? How many beers did you have before you built the bed? No, 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 no. This was sober. No wonder. What? Okay. I, I do think sober. 
Next time I buy something from Ikea, I'm going to ask the cartoon fat guys. <laughs> Wait, what? No, this is a real person. That's not what we were talking about. Yeah, the two fat guys who are on the instructions that you're supposed to read. Yeah, on the oh, box, no, they I, tell I, you I the team lift. I talking to the actual person. Okay. Yeah, it's like having two Super Mario. So there's Mario and Wario right there. It's not like I was on Mushrooms while I was doing Wario, this. Which is why it fell apart. You should have talked to Mario. That's what JNL thought. You were on Mushrooms because you're talking to two cartoon characters. No, exactly. they were, it was an actual person in the store. All right. Anyway, you, wait, so you put the bed together in the store? No, I, but I was asking for directions before I did because I know that Obviously. IKEA products tend to have you know a lackluster Squirrel. lifespan. Okay. Oh, by the way, this episode's been sponsored by IKEA. <laughs> Get your Swedish meatballs IKEA. and Swedish fish. <laughs> it may fall apart on you. All right, Nicole, take and us, kill your kids or cat. Take us away. Uh, our first uh, pop culture urban legend that is popular is Elvis Presley is still alive. Yes. Elvis died of a heart attack in Graceland in 1977. However, a peanut butter and banana sandwich <clears throat> on the toilet. Yes. However, legions of fans and believers have sworn they've seen the king walking around perfectly fine. There's even a Canadian-based Elvis sighting society, which cites police and coroner's reports as petty. A sighting once paced El- uh, placed Elvis at a Tim Hortons at 2 a.m. Did you see him for us? Did you Listen, see him there at 2 a.m.? wasn't in the logs that I read. Okay. Okay. Elvis, uh, Faraz is the Wait, president you, of the you, Elvis you Society. You came up with I the Canadian-based Elvis Sighting Society? Tim Hortons is good food. I am actually the Treasury Secretary. Oh. Oh, you're in charge of the loonies and toonies over there? That's right. <laughs> 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 Mostly the loonies. <laughs> I believe that. The theory is that Elvis faked his own death to live a life as one John Burroughs, or possibly as Jimmy Ellis. Another famous Elvis sighting is in Home Alone. Elvis is in the background during the airport scene. Director Chris Columbus had uh, has on numerous times said that this is not true. Another theory is that Elvis has been holed up in Graceland this whole time. All right. Has anybody actually noticed that in the Home Alone scene? No. I, I want to go back and I'm watch it now. I'm thinking about it now. I'll pull it up and I'll see if there's a still image on Google. Okay. But our next urban legend is Marilyn Monroe was murdered. She might have been. Dun, dun, dun. The L.A. County Coroner's Office officially ruled Marilyn Monroe's death in 1962 as a probable suicide. This was largely based on her history with drugs and personal struggles. However, several conspiracy theories about why she died have emerged over the years. The most prominent of these suggest that she was murdered by the CIA to cover up her alleged affair with JFK and or her reported knowledge about a UFO. The JFK thing I have heard about is that he was having presidents don't kill people for affairs. They pay them off. <laughs> I heard 130 K um, is the going rate these days. Just saying. What are you what? talking about? No, JFK? No, he would have totally had her killed. <laughs> Obviously, you don't watch the Kevin Spacey show because he killed a lot of people to become president. Yeah, he did. What was the oh, name we... of that show? So, uh, um, House of Cards. Yes. House of Cards, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's going to be its last season. It's only been canceled like recently. No, they're doing one final season without him. Oh, snap. All right. This is the image of who they think is Elvis in the background. of. Oh, it kind of does look like an old overweight Elvis, which is exactly what you would expect. Uh, If not, that's a middle age Orson Welles. All right. Well, we'll put it up on the on the website. I'll put it up now. We'll let people see the Orson Welles. I see. I see the Orson Welles. Right. Go on. Faraz has to take a drink first. I'm sipping. (laughs) Jesus. He's not fully clean unless he's just fully clean. The next legend is Walt Disney's body is cryogenically frozen. <clears throat> Truth. 
Walt Disney's head and or body is set to be frozen and stored in either under the castle in Disney World or somewhere hidden on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. Kind of like the fu- frozen heads in uh, Futurama. Yeah, that's not- what I'm picturing right now. Yeah, that's all I can see. It was frozen so he could be reanimated in the future, just like Futurama. This legend started thanks to Bob Nelson, the president of the Cryonic Society of California, who told the LA Times in 1972 that Walt Disney Studios had inquired about the freezing process just before Disney died in 1966. All right. Well, two things. One, this urban legend was way around before Futurama. Yes, it was. Started. And two, there's a restaurant in Disney World Castle. So underneath, I'm pretty sure that's where the coolers are, where they store the meat and right Disney. Right next to Walt's frozen body. Yes. So they serve prime rib. That's one of their main dishes. So you can get a slab of prime rib that's been frozen next to Walt Disney. So with that said, MegaCon was this past weekend, and I saw two cosplays of Walt's frozen head. Oh, really? The entire time. That is awesome. So this urban legend is still going strong. (laughs) That's good. Marilyn Manson had a pair of ribs removed. The reason behind this rib ecchendectomy was so that he could better fellatiate himself. According to medical science, even if one wanted this surgery... It would not produce the desired results. Which this is, is why, why you and I had this problem about that terminology. Yeah, it's a play on words, Mr. I have to be medically accurate. He uh, wanted to take really? out. You didn't, you didn't give me this one? It just worked out that way. I can't believe you didn't give me that one. It just worked out that way. I'll trade you one if you want. So I canceled my surgery to have my ribs removed. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. You canceled I'll your surgery? I'll take yeah. Like one of your kidney one. surgeries? Yeah, because it, I can't. <clears throat> it doesn't work. They said it won't work. If you took your ribs out, you still can't go down on yourself. Just practice yoga. Um, yeah, I saw that in an SNL skit once. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was. He'll get tired of that soon. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. There is a ghost in the background of the movie Three Men and a Baby. There is a little boy hovering in the background of several scenes in the movie. It's most prominent in a scene where Ted Danson and his mom carry the baby around. The little boy ghost is actually a cardboard cutout of Danson himself. It was a never-used prop for a scene that never made the final cut. So it ended up haunting the background of the movie. Ooh. Ooh, here's a good one. (laughs) Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing. What? I know. This is a very popular theory. Yeah, super popular. Super popular. I've never heard Stanley Kubrick attached to it, but I've heard the fake moon landing. Oh, yeah. How did we not guess this one for the quiz? Ugh. It wasn't that's, in the quiz. No, no but as a good popular, urban legend. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. <clears throat> the theory goes that NASA figured that Kubrick would be good at making a Hollywood set look like the moon, thanks to 2001 A Space Odyssey. They hired him to film and direct the moon landing, which would be broadcast on television. Believers think Kubrick dropped hints about his involvement in The Shining. Oh, the fake moon landing is still very popular today. It is super popular. There's so many people that believe that we haven't gone to the moon. It's crazy. There's a lot of people who believe another thing about our planet and solar system. Mostly our planet. The flat earth. Flat earthers. There are people who believe that the planet is flat. I just don't get it. Because it is flat. It's not flat. It's flat. It is not It's definitely most certainly flat. Go stand outside. You don't see it curved down. You see straight ahead. (laughs) Are you sure? I'm, yeah, I'm sure go we can go walk out now. No. I really should not have written that. No. And ahead here. it's on the back of a turtle, too. 
I believe that. No. Yeah. No. A lot of flat earthers believe it's on the back of a turtle. What? Wait, but the turtle is curved. The turtle shells. Yeah, but the land is laying flat over it. But can it just it's tip balanced to one on a side, turtle? And then what is it just gonna fall off into space? I don't know. You have to ask I don't, the turtle. What if we fall? What if it tilts and then we all just fall sideways? Like, is that possible when it's a flat Earth? I don't know. I think that would explain why, how Michael Jackson did that move in the Smooth Criminal video. Oh, oh. yep. The yep. turtle tipped. The turtle tipped. He <laughs> studied like the ast- the astrology. Like the turtle's gonna tip at so and so date. This is when I shoot this video. He had a mathematician <laughs> take care of it for him. Everything. I love flat earthers. We need to have one on the show on the live show. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Okay, who's next? Frost, Frost. is next. Oh, you have a fun one. I wish I could read. Oh, this, this one. is fun. How do you this know is... this is me? There's like a number eleven beside it. <laughs> no, that's an F. Okay. <laughs> it's a number eleven. A munchkin hung himself on the set of The Wizard of Oz. Fun. <laughs> yeah. It's The Wizard of Oz, is what I meant. Okay. Uh... <laughs> the story goes that some poor. Depressed Munchkin fun. <laughs> decided that he'd had enough of the merry old land of Oz. There's the fun. <laughs> Maybe he got kicked out of the Lollipop Guild, which is fun. Or his wife ran off with another Munchkin. Super fun. The Lollipop Guild. <laughs> or someone was mean to him on Twitter. For that us. was not around then. Frost is not on Twitter. I'm Just- not. You're not on Twitter? No. He yeah, would that's have because a great it, time on Yeah, Twitter. can you imagine him on Twitter? I, we get his messages. There's no way he can stay within the 160 characters. It's, it's not, not more. 160 anymore. Yeah, it's oh, what is it now? It's up. It's 240? Still don't think he can stay within the characters. It's too long. I, like I Yeah, I know it's I too long. I feel like I can write a, a novel in it now. So, this munchkin took a rope, tossed it over the branch of a tree on the set, and hung himself. It's like a birthday party. It's so fun. <laughs> you can see it in the movie. <laughs> Yet the true, less grim story is that during the scene in which the Wicked Witch appears on a rooftop to confront Dorothy and her cronies, a large bird just happened to stand up and wander through the background, giving the illusion that a person was hanging from the tree. Then why does it look like somebody's throwing a rope over the tree? Uh, Google the pictures. It does look like there's somebody hanging from the tree. It, it does not yeah. look like but a bird it, it walking look like on the tree. Is, like throwing a rope over during the whole thing. Yeah. Were they I trying think... to get the bird? No. Like they're actually hanging themselves. Here uh, seems like a cop out. I don't know. By the way, 280 characters for a tweet currently. Of all these it urban used to be legends, 140, and now it's 280. Oh. I'm more inclined to believe this Wizard of Oz thing. That somebody actually hung themselves yeah. and then they filmed the scene around it? No yeah. way. Why would they reshoot it? You know how expensive it was to film stuff back then? You yeah. did it at one yeah. take, you're Especially good to go. Especially in color. Yeah. <laughs> no. They'd have to reshoot that. No. not. If I they... don't think so. At least put a bush over it. What if they didn't notice till the editing process? I think that's what happened. I think bad. they didn't notice until the editing process. I mean, it's pretty obvious to us because of HD now. And like if you, the trained eye knows the urban legend. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there are multiple images that show it online. It, I mean, it could be that, but it's so hard to see. I know that these aren't really the most clear pictures, but... But see, now you know the truth, though, so it's harder to see, see it. it. <laughs> the truth. It doesn't yeah. look like a bird to me at all. No matter how many times I watch it or look at it, even hearing that they say it's a bird, it doesn't yeah, look it, like you a know, bird to me. I don't you see it. You kind of see it a little... No, I mean, I can't see it in Nicole's pictures because it's so small, but... I know what it looks it's like. It's a munchkin. Yeah, I've seen it before. Eventually, it's a fun, said the same it's thing a to fun munchkin for a fun story. 
You know what? Here's a fun story, and I think Chris should read about it. Yes. Faraz put a gerbil up his butt. That is not what happened. Oh, no. No, that's not what happened. Richard Gere put a gerbil gerbil? up his butt. (laughs) This is probably a super famous one. It is. I know this one. The rumor around Hollywood was that Richard Gere loved animals. Like, really, really loved animals. A lot. Really a lot. Really. So the urban legend goes that Gear inserted a gerbil into his butt for pleasure. But the little rodent got stuck. <laughs> so an embarrassed Gear had to go to the hospital to get it removed. The rumor is thought to have been started by Sylvester Stallone when they were making the movie The Lords of Flatbush back in the 70s. Stallone and Gear didn't get along very well, and Gear thinks that Sly started the rumor to ruin his reputation. Everybody knows that rumor. Yes. Mm. I knew that rumor before you could even walk. The one JL wished that he could have read. Gene Simmons grafted his tongue. I've heard this one. Gene Simmons of the rock group Kiss became famous for displaying a freakishly long tongue. He often flashes his tongue during concerts. It led to a rumor that it's not all his. According to the urban legend, he had another person's tongue grafted onto the end of his own tongue. The problem with this legend is that KISS has been around since the 1970s, while the medical technology to perform such a surgery has not been around that long. What is weirder is apparently this is a possibility now. I've also heard that he had a cow's tongue grafted to his own Ugh. also. Yeah. That, uh, gross. That it's an attachment. Like, yeah. Mm. The thing does fold out of his mouth incredibly long. I could see, I could see people thinking that that was true. Yep. Hey, here's another good one. Did you know J.K. Rowling isn't real? I've never I, heard yeah. this one. It. She's a hack. I've never heard this one. Yep. J.K. Rowling was a financially struggling struggling single mother who came up with the idea for Harry Potter on a train. She is now one of the richest authors in the world. According to legend, Harry Potter was actually masterminded by a team of advertisers and writers who lab created a franchise that would appeal to the entire world. Now the woman who you think is J.K. Rowling is actually just an actress hired to play the part. You know, they kind of did that. Like, they lab created a product before um, that movie, Snakes on a Plane. That right? was the best rumor ever is that they came up. I love Snakes on a Plane. It was pretty much lab created. They came up with this whole thing. Like, they released it as a joke, it felt like, that, hey, we're going to release this movie. It's going to star Samuel Jackson. And the hype around it got so big, they were like, oh, I guess we really have to make this movie. And Samuel Jackson was like, I want in. Really? Is that true or is that an urban legend? Uh, apparently, it was a they sent him the script as the real the story I heard is that they sent him the script and somebody had found out that they were sending him the script about this stupid movie and it got leaked to like Entertainment Weekly, all the big entertainment things, and it became a joke, but like fans were like, Yeah, I would go see that movie starring Sammy. Yeah, Jackson. it was basically the only reason that movie exists is because of internet polling, I believe. And they said hmm. Samuel L. Jackson was going to be in it. Yeah. And they all wanted to hear Samuel L. Jackson say what he says on the plane. Yeah, that was pretty much it. That one line. Like, that one line. On this mother effing plane. That's all that anybody wanted to hear. So they sat there for 90 minutes watching this movie just to hear him say that one line. I liked that Kenan Thompson was in it. <laughs> Playing Kenan Thompson, essentially. Well, yeah, that's all he plays. That's yeah, I know. He plays, plays one character. What up with that? The next legend. (laughs) It's all that. Rod Stewart's stomach was so full of semen, it had to be pumped. He wanted me to read this one, apparently, and I guess it just didn't work out that way. Sorry. Faraz had to read it because he has personal experience of this. (laughs) Actually, I have the... No. no. (laughs) It's okay, Faraz. We're supportive of you. 
The tale goes that Rod Stewart collapsed after a post-concert party and had to be rushed to the emergency room where doctors pumped a pint of semen out of his stomach. Depending on how old you are or where you live, these other celebrities have also fallen victim to this story, including Elton John, David Bowie, Mick Jagger, Andy Warhol, Jeff Beck, John Bon, no, John Bon Jovi. <laughs> you know, for all these names, you could have given this to JL, I feel like. And his drummer. No, John Bon Jovi and his drummer. Tico Torres. Thank you. New Kids on the Block. The whole Alas, band? While they were together. Yeah, the whole band. New Kids on the Block. <laughs> Lil Kim, Britney Spears, and Fiona Apple. You missed Alanis Morissette. I know, yeah, you missed it. The Canadian, really? No. Yeah, you ought yeah, to know. Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette. Dave is on Coulier the list. talks a lot. It could be true. Yes, it happened in a movie theater. <gasps> no well, matter who it is, it was ironic. <laughs> the amount Don't you of think? the amount of ejaculate is said to be either seven ounces, <laughs> one gallon, or a heaping ten gallons. Heaping. That <laughs> heaping. That amount of semen supposedly pumped out of the subjects generally exceeds the capacity of even the largest of stomachs and would have required continuously performing blowjobs for about three days straight. <laughs> Another fact to dispel the myth is that semen is not toxic and that someone who ingested too much would at the very, very worst feel a little bit nauseated for just a little while. Maybe even throw up just a little bit, <laughs> but they would not be subjected to stomach pumping. Blowjobs for mom. three days straight is the name of my rock and roll band. <laughs> no, it. and that just seems like more work that anybody would actually ever put into that. Yeah, but that's that's probably the the Richard Gere and the Rod Stewart probably the two most famous. Richard Gere one's true. I don't care. See now the question <laughs> you wanted to be true. I, I gonna, yes, because that is without a doubt one of the greatest ones ever. How can you get a gerbil up your butt? I don't know, but South Park dedicated yeah, South Park did to it. that, and it was phenomenal. It's a cartoon. Yes, but Mr. Slave, it was like, you know. Oh, yeah, he did it really believably. It was. Yes. A gerbil's the size of a potato. You can't get a potato up his your butt. His response to that gerbil going up his butt was great. <laughs> We already did the South Park episode. What were you going to say, Nicole? Nothing. You just, were hi, <laughs> just nothing. Just, sure. just hi, Nicole's mom. I'm sorry you have to hear all this. She probably has already heard that legend. That's okay. That legend. Yeah. She's going to be listening to us live, so we can apologize to her then. Well, she's not going to know because this won't be aired for like four weeks. For us, no. why do you have a so gerbil over we... there? It's a potato. <laughs> it's a potato. <laughs> it's a potato. <laughs> Oh, it's me. Pokemon. It's <laughs> oh, what next are we waiting one. for? I was, I was our waiting next for Nicole. One. You shouldn't be petting Faraz's gerbil. All right. You better pay attention to this one, JL, because you, you still play this game. Pokemon Go is a government spy Wait, program. We yeah, we know. Conspiracy theorists thought the game's use know. of GPS tracking was questionable. Did they really need to know all that information on your whereabouts to give you Squirtles and Charmanders? And more <laughs> importantly... They never gave Charmanders. They need to know where you are to give you a Squirtle. I, well, I mean. <laughs> Hi, Nicole's mom. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <gasps> Anything good? Ooh, a Geodude. I feel like that's more like Twinder. That's Twinder. What's Twinder? What's Twinder? <laughs> Is that Twitter dating? What's Twinder? <laughs> that's an excellent idea. We should start Twinder. Yes. Copyright. We'll a small fortune. Yep, that's ours. Trademark. It doesn't help that the one line in the user agreement reads, we may disclose any information about you 
or your authorized child that is in our possession or control to government or law enforcement officials or private parties. Wow, that's all encompassing. It doesn't. It also doesn't help that Pokemon Go was created by Nanantic. Niantic. Niantic. Which is formed by John Hankey. That's his name. Like Hanky Panky? Hanky. No. Hanky Panky. Hanky just Mr. So Hanky. happened to help create Keyhole. Keyhole. Like, like Mankey? The Pokemon? Yeah, like Mankey. Okay. Or the Christmas <laughs> poo. Keyhole had received funding from a firm called InQtel, a government-controlled venture capital firm that invests in companies that will help beef up government surveillance. What's more, the funds in K in InKtel gave Keyhole mostly came from. Well, I'm gonna read what that you, again. What What's going on? I messed that up completely. I messed it up really badly. All right, just start over and edit it. <sighs> Take Focus. Ten seconds. Focus. Focus. What's more, the funds InQtel gave Keyhole mostly came from the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, whose primary mission is collecting, analyzing, and distributing geospatial intelligence. Go get your foil hat. There's another uh, pop culture urban legend that Justin Bieber is a lizard person. In 2017, an Australian site posted a report that people had claimed to have seen Justin transform into a lizard in public. Another, Wait. yeah, really. Another site claimed it's that like Justin v. was a member of the dominant reptilian Illuminati bloodline, which then surfaced a video from 2014 showing Justin blinking like a lizard when he got arrested. They forgot to mention that the bees was also drunk in that you know, video, though. Of all the Illuminati theories, <laughs> bless you. Bless you. I dislike the lizard bloodline one. I, I love the Illuminati conspiracy theories. Yeah, I'm really engrossed by them, but I hate the aliens one, the alien ones, and the lizard people ones. That's because you're in the Illuminati. <gasps> Actually, so, I had a professor when I was a freshman in college and undergrad. Take the next one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We're going to trade. Where um, I, Me and my friends, we all believed that this professor was part of the Illuminati. And sure enough, he knew a lot about stocks, investing, but that doesn't enough warrant his ability to be in the Illuminati. But okay. he knew a lot about secret societies as well. And he just, like, invited, you know, us the suspicion that he was involved. Plus, his uh, family was involved in the Freemasons, which, as some people know, is a splinter group, the Illuminati, if you believe in the theory. Anyway, I believe the next urban legend is that every celebrity is in the Illuminati. This I do not believe because this is all encompassing. And the Illuminati, I feel like, is more exclusive than every stupid celebrity. But here we are. (laughs) The Illuminati is a real secret society founded in the 18th century Bavaria that opposed tyranny and supported separation of church and state. Go Illuminati. But then died off in the late 1700s. This is because Bavaria outlawed secret societies, which helped in its untimely demise. Conspiracy theorists think the group just reformed and expanded and has been manipulating world events for centuries. According to this theory, every single celebrity you've ever heard of, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Jay-Z, Fred Durst, well, etc. I don't that last one. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> Come on, seriously. I would never call him a group. celebrity. He did it all for the Illuminati. And the, the indoctrinated the Illuminati. Reg- yeah. And the indoctrinated regular people through symbols hidden in their lyrics, music videos, secret signs, and even Starbucks. 
I don't. Not I believe Starbucks. I enjoy the Illuminati conspiracy theory. The part about every celebrity being in it. No, I don't subscribe to that. I believe in business leaders being parts of it, mm-hmm. like the Koch brothers, for example, but not celebrities. That's really. how they get to be. You're talking about no. I think that the Illuminati, if for them to control world events, they have to control money. Celebrities don't control money. They get money. Con- the controllers of money are the business people. If, are there the 1%. any celebrities that you think are part of Illuminati? Any you can think of? Jimmy that Damon. Maybe possibly are? Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon? Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck. What are celebrities that started off duck. with money and then just got bigger with more money? I kind of feel like you're talking about the president, but I'm not allowed no, to talk about no, that. Uh, no, I wasn't. Wait, what was your question? I was saying, are there any celebrities that you can think of that are in the Illuminati that like had a lot of money to start off with and then became celebrities and gained more money? I was not talking about him. No. I was asking a question. Ice Cube. Did he start off with Angelina a lot of money? Jolie. No. She Miley does come Ci- from... Uh, Miley Cyrus. She does. Miley Cyrus started off I with would money because her father had money had and then she made a lot of money. <laughs> Can't break his achy breaky heart anymore. I, I would imagine that if their ancestors were part of the Illuminati, then yeah, you have like a hereditary birthright into the secret society if it exists. Morgan Freeman. Oh. That's a sore subject right now. Well, that would be why. What happened? That'd be a club. He'll narrate everything. He was accused of. Um, He's the next one. Accused. The sexual harassment well, thing. Well, okay. Everyone's going to be accused at some yeah. point. Yes. Anybody that's sorry over the accused. age of fifty will be accused at some point because yeah. it was a different lifestyle then, and they well, thought these they could are get away even, with it. And like Aziz Ansari isn't over fifty. Yeah. Well, I could just see him doing something stupid, thinking yeah, funny. I could see that too. I I don't think it warrants the same kind of treatment as like a Harvey Weinstein. No. no. But still, yeah, they're all Illuminati. They'll get out of it. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> They'll get out of it. All right. So what's the next one? The Titanic didn't sink. <gasps> I don't believe this. I don't <gasps> believe James Cameron I told me this is it. not true. It reappeared in Ghostbusters 2. I don't believe this. Actually, happened. James Cameron, I think he's part of the Illuminati, too. He oh, you to know be. what? That's a good one. That James Cameron. One. Yeah, I could see that. I think he is. Yep. Yeah. This theory <laughs> popularized by Robin Gardner's 1988 book. 98 book. Wow. I, oof, that would have been bad. Titanic, the ship that never sank. Question mark. That's right. Suggests it was the Titanic sister ship, the Olympic, that fell to the bottom of the Atlantic on April 15, 1912. Not the Titanic as part of an insurance scam. Yeah. That could be true because the Olympic had doors and the Titanic didn't. What do you mean doors? Well, in the end scene of the Titanic movie where they both couldn't fit on the doors... Titanic had doors. No, All Titanic, cruise ships have no, doors. No, didn't have doors. Go on. So, finish your thought, and then I will. Because he would have lived if she would have just moved over half an inch just to a let little him bit. on the door. You just finish this, and then I will put in my two cents. Trouble begin. Where did I? Where did I? Yeah, you're right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Something about doors. Sorry. The door is always, you know, L.A. woman. The trouble come began. Come on, come on. In. Come on, come on. Babe. Come on, baby, sink my ship. (laughs) (laughs) Trouble began when the Olympic, which was virtually identical to the the Titanic, crashed into the Royal Navy warship HMS Hawk in 1911, and White Starline, owner of the ships, was found to be at fault for the collision. Wait, it's Hawk with an E. Hockey. Hawk. Hockey? Yeah, no, that's how that. Canadians <laughs> say it. That's how Canadians say that. Like, that's a sport Hockey. Canadians like to watch. Wait, wait, wait! I want to hear at the end. I want to hear alphabet. Do I want to hear Froz do the Canadian alphabet? That's no, awesome. No, yes. no, no, no. <laughs> the no. South Park time Canadian frame. Alphabet. Time frame. We did that last week. <laughs> the theory goes that to make up for the financial hit, 
White Starline patched it up and sent it out disguised as the Titanic. They orchestrated its sinking for an insurance payout that would more than make up for its previous disaster, especially since the real Titanic would be up and running in the meantime. The Olympic, though, wasn't it used in World War One as like a medical ship? I don't know. I, don't I believe know. the Olympic was used in. Uh, well, if uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Olympic was used in World War One as a, like I said, like a medical ship, and I. Th- don't know if it was sank during this, but I if it was sank, it was sank during World War One. I. I am not I'm not up on my knowledge of World War One medical ships. I just think this follows. The, I wasn't there. The weird concept of crisis actors. That means all of the people who survived the Titanic sinking would have been lying and acting their entire but lives if like it they survived. But if it said Titanic and they didn't know that it wasn't the Titanic, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be acting. Since technically what it's saying is is that they just changed the name on the side of the ship saying that it was the Olympic and all that, switching Olympic to Titanic and just changing it. But their pass, their boarding passes would all say Titanic. Right. Yeah. So they, still, they were going to send the Titanic it, out and they, they changed the ship at the last minute. Right. How hard is it to repaint the side of a ship that says SS Titanic to I mean, SS Olympic, vice versa? Mm. Mm. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I feel like that's a lot. Is no, it? I don't it think it's a lot. I don't think it is. I think they could get away with it at that time. That's right. Yeah. It's not like it's you know they yeah. have to worry about meddling kids and a dog. So I'm not saying I. Go. I'm not saying I believe this. <laughs> I'm just saying I think it could have been plausible. What about the next one? There More plausible a... than putting a gerbil up your butt. What about this next? Unless one? Unless you're Richard Gere. Is this one plausible? This one's super plausible. Princess Diana was murdered. According to this theory, Prince Philip ordered the British Secret Service M16. MI6. Is it it MI6? MI6. 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 I prefer. I feel like you've never watched a James Bond movie. No, I don't watch them. I prefer M16. You had to do that, didn't you? Now I'm going to go off about James Bond. (laughs) Which sounds like a gun. To murder Princess Diana and her lover, Dodie Fayeg. To stage it and stage it to look like a crash. Why? Because Diana was pregnant with Fayed's child and planning to announce their engagement, something that would not sit well with the British royal family because Fayed was an Egyptian Muslim and not a Christian. This theory is especially disturbing because it has been supported by Fayed's father, Mohammed Al-Fayed, after a British inquest in 2008. A jury ruled Diana and Dottie's death was an unlawful, page three, killing (laughs) by driver Henry Paul who was under the influence and also died in the wreck, and also the aggressive paparazzi had a part in the blame. This is like that meme floating around our Facebook group page. Which one? The one about Princess Diana glaring at... um. You no, the queen, queen glaring queen at... Elizabeth. Oh, my God. That was such a mistake on my part. What a Freudian oh, slip. Good Way off God. on that one. Freudian yeah, was... slip. Ooh. Queen Elizabeth glaring at uh, Meghan Merkel saying... When you're planning a car crash, but you already used that idea. Yes. That was yes. the meme. That's the meme. I do remember that now. But think about it. It's in the tunnel. The crash happened in the tunnel, and it was they were going high speed, and all that did play a part. All that politics did play a part in it, and that was a big deal when they got divorced at the time. It was a huge, yeah. huge controversy. So I don't know. I, I'm not much in believing most of these conspiracy theories. I feel theories, like that's but some more believable fit. than some of the others. It's more believable than a gerbil in the butt. You and the gerbil in the butt thing. You don't know. I keep it. telling it you, Mr. Work. Slave makes it believable. The gerbil was too big. I told you that. 
You need to start you, small. Like an infant gerbil. Hamster style. Oh. Like a cockroach? No. no. I want that laying eggs in mice. there. Field mice would be good to start. A field on. mice isn't going to fit either. They would start eating him from the inside out. <gasps> oh my gosh! Don't even just say that. So oh, just scaring me. Ross likes ferrets. Ugh. No, a oh. ferret wouldn't fit either because they're long, strong, <laughs> long and strong. Oh my god! Okay, well we have one more urban legend. Jail's and never it's... heard this one, so be gentle. It's that Paul McCartney is. Dead. You mean I wasted my money to see a guy who's already dead? This yes. urban legend and conspiracy theory allege that Paul McCartney of the Beatles died in 1966. Just and in was, case we didn't know who Paul McCartney and was. And was secretly replaced by a lookalike. He was also in Wings. In September of 1969, college students published articles claiming that clues to McCartney's supposed death could be found among the lyrics and artwork of the Beatles recordings. Clue hunting proved infectious and had become an international phenomenon. The story declined in interview uh, with McCartney was... Pu- Wait, what? The what is this? The story declined in... Af- what? Yeah. <laughs> did we both drop the ball on this? What? Oh, what yeah, is you this did. grammar? The story declined after an interview after sips with Raz, McCartney was, was published anymore. in Life magazine. It's just missing the word was. Yeah. That's Come all. on, Nicole. We've all added words to sentences. The story was <laughs> declined. Come on, butters. <laughs> after an interview with McCartney was published in Life magazine in November of 1969. I can't believe that. All you need is love. All you need is love. Come together now. And that's maybe, um, maybe famous. Maybe he died on the eighth day of the week. Pop culture, <laughs> urban legends. Very nice. You know, Assassin's Creed is based on such an urban legend, the Illuminati one especially, because it ties into the Knights Templar, which the Knights, which the Illuminati is a spinoff of. You know, there was a series, for those who are just listening to the show now, who's just discovered the show now, this show had a different incarnation, if I could talk. Incarnation. I can't can't talk tonight. We're all talking very poorly. I can't talk at all. (laughs) It's the beer. But, and Faraz was part of that show for about, what, 10 episodes? And for 10 know. episodes, all he could do was talk about Batman, and that was it. And then he left for, like, 30 episodes, and he's come back for these last 10 episodes, and now all we can talk about is Assassin's Creed. <laughs> he has a very one-track mind. When he gets his mind set on something, that's all he talks about. So he's going to leave soon. We're going to do 30 more episodes, and he's going to come back, and what are you going to talk about then? Solo. I'm assuming I'll be talking about how Microsoft makes a surprise comeback for the next generation. <laughs> Star Trek? Captain Ooh. Picard's a very underrated captain. Microsoft Supposedly, Universal Studios Trek? Orlando is making a Star a Star Trek park. Supposedly. I would go to that. I would, too. I'm excited for Nintendo. Especially Borgland, where Borg. everybody gets assimilated. <laughs> I was looking forward to the Borg drink and wearing the Borg hat. What is a Borg hat? I don't know. Is You'll have to go like, to the land and find out. Exactly. Wait till Q takes over. It's all about merchandising, don't you know? Wait, that? when you say Q, are we talking about James Bond again or no? Real no, I'm money talking from Q the from Star Trek made. The Next Generation. Did you not watch Star Trek The Next Generation? I did when I was a child. It doesn't stay with me as Batman TAS does. All right, well, let's rate the beer. Lagunitas Citrusinesis Pale Ale, brewed with natural blood orange juice. How did everybody think of it? I don't know. I'm very confused. I feel like it contributed to like our our show tonight. <laughs> Drawn out, not to the point. 
Confusing. It's Confusing. similar to the high lie if you want to taste them side no, by side. I don't think it's similar to high lie at all. It's I think a the little juice similar to the high lie. I think the juice throws everything off a little bit. I think it's very good though. I feel like the name throws everything off. I think none of us. This. I think none of us can say the name. No, citrus sinensis. You're just adding an extra s. Well, no, I'm citrus super Nintendo. Citrus sinensis. Inesis. I'm giving the label Inesis. a one. Is the second one part. on the label, and I'm giving the beer a three because I'm not sure how I feel. Me neither. I don't understand what this beer is doing to me. I feel like it tastes it, like the highlight without read. the extra hops. It it tastes um, the juice. side by side. It's, it's the juice. It starts well, but it, it ends poorly. I feel like this beer mixes strangely with Dayquil and Zyrtec, <laughs> creating a <laughs> Are combination you on both of those in my system. <laughs> yes. That you're on Dayquil makes me somewhat feel like I can smell the colors of the label, and I enjoy that. <laughs> that also might be the seven beers you've drunk during this episode. <laughs> I enjoy it. Did you know the label is scratch and sniff, which is my, why you might be thinking that way. <laughs> I'm currently scratching. He's scratching. So what's and your he's sniffing? What what's your rating? I out of I, six. Jeez. How's the scratch and sniff label? Label. What do you? I honestly you can only. I. I don't know. I I can't. I there's no the palate <laughs> of this this beer washes my palate and fills it with this rich. This citrus is the cynicism. longest review ever <laughs> for a number. I just folks, we're only asking for a number, just so you know. I get the hops. I get the citrus. Uh-huh. I get everything the label promises. Uh-huh. I love Lagunitas, Lagunitas, and I enjoy what this beer does combined with everything else. Uh-huh. So I have to give it a six, but <laughs> there should the be same, no but. At the same time, I am reluctant to give anything a perfect score, and therefore I must give it a four. You gave a beer a perfect <laughs> score two weeks you ago. Give it a five. I am reluctant to do this again. So willy nilly, sir. You could give it a five. It doesn't have I to feel be a like, four. Listen, I feel like if the, you can't give it if a I could continue score, my rating, Nicole. You did. Right. I feel an like, hour long show, and you've got forty five minutes on your. Rating. I feel like combined with Dayquil and Zyrtec, the com- the combination is a six. What about if it was combined with Claritin? Oh, are we talking about Canadian Claritin <laughs> or American Claritin? I think you should try that for next week. All right, JL, what do you think? Oh, I'm giving it a five. I, I love you, it. You don't have 17 more minutes. No, I don't have 17 more minutes. Okay. I like the flavor. I like the mixture. Oh, I'm the gonna... mixture. You know, I... this guy knows. I'm giving it a five, 7.5% ABV, so I think it'll sneak up on you with the flavor because uh, it's a very smooth beer. So five, I think, very easily. It's the finish that's killing me. I right. Don't, I don't like the it's finish. It's more of a juice finish than it is a beer, and I think it's that's what's throwing everybody off. Mm, okay. It didn't throw me off. It rubbed me. Oh, trust me. It's throwing you off, and it's rubbing you the right way right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm being <laughs> yeah, I'm hugged sure by do. a giant orange. <laughs> yeah. It's all squishy go, inside. Go sit on your potato, <laughs> Nicole. I agree with a five. I am drinking the Lagunitas Citrus Sinesis Pale Ale side-by-side side with the Cigar City High Ally, which is our favorite beer for three out of the four members of the show. Both of them are 7.5%. Both of them are orange and citrus flavor IPAs. Um, Faraz, you don't like High Ally? I, 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 <laughs> what? I love High Ally. Are you joking? She said three out of four members. Is it your favorite? Well, hold on. What Chris? did I say about? What did I talk about members here? Huh? 
Is Wait, it your what? favorite? That would imply for I never had one. Exactly. You so never had a high one? You're not the Oh, I'm the one. You're the one. It would imply for as a member. On that note, I can stomach Jaeger mixed with NyQuil. I think I'm doing a pretty good job with this. That's right. You're the one. I think you're doing great. Is not a fan of the high I can't wait to see what NyQuil does with this. Is what I'm saying. I will never go back to NyQuil and mixing. That's. That's dangerous. No, All right. It should be a floater for you. Moving on. So you the, gave the two side by side are very good. <laughs> they have very similar tastes. However, the highlight is a little bit hoppier and the Lagunitas is That's not as much. Is a pale ale. Yes. I thought one of my so friends was going to die on Jaeger and NyQuil. I would prefer the IPA, the Indian pale ale to the pale ale. But therefore, we're not reading that. Therefore, the Pale ale will get a five Ebony. and not a six. Wait, why are we talking about highlight right now? I don't know, but this seems to be the longest beer segment we've I ever know. done. I feel like nobody's like like the fifth person Wait, are, and we're back to episode two. Are, are we reviewing highlight at the same time? No, I did not. No. No. I did not do that. No, she just made a comparison. That's all. So should I be comparing this to highlight? No. You know, no. No, you don't have to. That's just what I was doing. You don't have to do anything. Yes, you were fine. You compared back, it to, to back, cold go medicines. Go back to your day, snort your Claritin, and call it a night. All right, uh, let's open up the emails. What's in the emails? Oh, I don't know where the emails are. Here they are. If anybody wow, would like to email you lost us, the emails already? you can email us at podcast42show at gmail.com. 42 are numerically, not alphanumerically. Uh, our first e- and only email this week, so please email us. I'm telling you. Our email this week is from Snickerdoodle88. I love Snickerdoodle88. Me too. Do we have any recurring guests emailing yes, us? Yes, Snickerdoodle88 is a constant emailer to this. Yes. I am so sorry, They have emailed at least a good three times. Well, you just don't pay Well, Froz, attention. you will like what they have to say this week. It says, The politics of Star Wars was a very interesting episode. You don't see many people discussing the rise and fall of Palpatine. Lucas himself once said Star Wars was really about the Vietnam War, and that was the period where Nixon was trying to run for a second term, which got him to think historically about how do democracies get turned into dictatorships. <laughs> I think Ross and I should discuss... I thought it was about blasters. Pew, pew! I think Ross and I should discuss these things over Water coffee. Watergate is the Clone Wars. Is this person asking me out for a coffee? Date? I don't know. First of all, Snickerdoodle eighty eight. Just Snick- know that Frost is taken, so you may and go dinner out. Dates are always accepted. You... We are always looking for new <laughs> dinner members. Dates are always. Open. You may go and discuss this with him over coffee. Wait, why are you just assuming it's a, it. a him? His email is Farazi Bear at gmail dot com. Oh, I'm the him. You're the him. Relax, jeez, Louise. I'm you can him. read the email if you'd like. Okay. You know, Star Wars is always about politics, though, because like it was about the Vietnam War, and then the prequel trilogy. Hold on, lightsabers, and the prequel trilogy. It's about stormtroopers running into doors. Was about uh, the Iraq War. What the Iraq War? What was about the Iraq? The prequel trilogy. I don't believe that at all. George Bush's lines. There is no way you're telling me that the droids and all that go with the. I am not making this up. He borrowed from George George Bush to make Palpatine's lines for Revenge of the Sith. You should do research on that. We can do another show. It'll be episode two. Oh, I have researched this in depth, sir. You'd be out of your league, JL. You and your gerbil. Can I just say, I finally 
finished all of the Star Wars movies. I am fully <gasps> caught nine? up. I have fully caught up, and all I have to see now is Solo. Yes, I feel like I have. Why to... did you watch them alone? I didn't watch them alone. <laughs> so why are you talking about being solo? I'm not talking. Wait, have, to have see all of solo. us seen Solo? Like, I mean, have any of us seen Solo? Is what I meant to ask. Have you seen Solo yet? No. The movie Solo. No. Oh, the movie Solo. Have you seen? Yes, the... I have seen the movie Solo. Okay, don't no spoilers. All, right. all I'm going to say about it is, I think Mario Van Peebles is a very underrated actor, <laughs> and it's a very underappreciated movie. It is a good war movie, and he plays a great robot and everything like that. But with that being said, the movie Soldier. With Kurt Russell was way better for Android soldier movies. There's a movie called Solo. Yeah, with Mario Van Peebles. Yes. When was that made? 1994, I believe. Oh, okay. So none of us have seen the new Star Wars movie. No. Oh, but I have We're seen all the Mario the same Van page. Peebles movie. Nicole is caught up to the whole group on Star Wars now. I can't wait. That it's means we need to record you, my. Uh-huh. Ex- have you seen the Christmas special? There's a Christmas special. No, 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 no. Hold on. No, no, no. no one needs to see that. That's not part have of this. Have you seen the, the two Ewok movies? <gasps> yes. Oh, I mean, if you grew She's up. She's not caught up. All right. I was wrong. Solo came out in 1996 with Mario Van Peebles. What I'm saying is I've seen all of the mass produced and theatrical released Star Wars movies. The original trilogy, George the prequel Lucas trilogy, Rogue One, and the two new movies. I've seen all of them. All right, there are nine movies that to I have fair, you're missing one theatrical released movie, which is The Clone Wars. Which I, I saw told The you. Clone Wars, didn't I? No, you saw Attack of the Clones. The Clone Wars is the animated series. They launched the animated series. And then you have to watch Star Wars Rebels. Yes, all they tie in very well. Very well each other it's and disney actually acknowledging a previous canon which is you know surprising given I their last jedi movie this. which is yeah destroyed the canon i grew up we're with. gonna save that for a live show yes sure so where can you find us you can find us on spreaker find us on spreaker we get paid if you listen to us on spreaker we'd really appreciate it if you It'll don't get us advertisements if you don't want to listen to us on spreaker because you don't have room on your phone to download that app we understand you can find us on almost any other uh yep. podcast platform that you can find hold on except for hold on they, you can listen on a web page too. You can, yeah. You can listen to Spreaker on a web page. You can listen you to don't us need on the I don't care what you used too. to listen to us. Just please listen to us. You just can't listen to us on Spotify. No. Spotify, Spotify didn't us. want us. And uh, check out our Patreon. There's a lot of extra stuff. There's scripts. There's extra shows. There's bonus audio. And uh, it's yeah. really cheap. Yeah. If you find that we're too scatterbrained, I don't know why you'd think that. But if you find that we're too scatterbrained, you can go Squirrel. and look over <laughs> all of our scripts before we divert into random conversations. You can read them all there. And you can find extra bonus scripts, such as all of Froz's. Um, in-depth <laughs> analysis on burgers and other Deep foods. thoughts. I just sort of brought citrus sinus. Citrus. And more citrus, importantly, oh, sinus. You saw that. there's extra audios. Yes, lots of extra audio without all of the bloopers that it There are unedited episodes with Faraz. All right, well, let's get out of here. All right. I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Nicole Fasone. I'm still J.L. Tros. Citrus sinuses. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Bye. You are no longer listening to Podcast 42. Some of the stuff you just heard might have been embellished, made up, or just plain incorrect. In other words, don't use this show to write a book report with. You will get a bad grade. Just like all the hosts. Oh.
but I'm not done yet. JL's Beer Cooler is written and performed by Cremo. Cremo is an award-winning actor and musician. For all things Cremo, including more great music, visit Cremo.com. That's spelled C-R-A-Y-M-O. He is on Twitter at Cremo. Facebook, just search Cremo Music. And also on YouTube under, you guessed it, Cremo.